What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another Thinking Thursday. I'm particularly excited for this episode because I'm doing something that I haven't done yet on this show, which is a Q&A. I, I posted on my personal Instagram, which is at Tommy Dahlborg Jr., about eh, a week or so ago. And uh, for people to drop me some questions for me to answer on this episode, and you guys delivered. Like, you guys uh, sent me some really, really fun, interesting questions that are things that I wouldn't necessarily talk about on this show normally, but because you asked them and you want to hear the answers, I'm going to give you those answers. So I'm really excited. Um, and also just know that if you asked a question, it's being answered on this podcast. There were like 20 or so questions asked. I'm going to go through each of them relatively quickly. We're not going to get too in depth onto any one of them, but just know if you left a question, it is getting answered. So we're going to start off with a question of, are you talking about anything? How do you stay so upbeat during these times, specifically during like mention in relation to COVID? And I would say that, yes, these, these questions are going to be a wide array of different topics, but to get to the heart of the question, how do you stay so upbeat during these times? I would say that I don't always. There are definitely days where I'm feeling more down or I just feel like I want to be alone and just be quiet and be by myself. And uh, Or there's days where I'm anxious, I'm, I'm stressed. It might be about money. It might be about work. I don't know. It could be about a bunch of different things, but I'm definitely not always super upbeat. So just first of all, all of you, please know that. Um, but the things that help me stay upbeat are, are trying to implement the things that I really enjoy in my life as much as I can, like surrounding myself in a safe way with my favorite people, um, staying in communication with my parents who are further away than perhaps some of us. My parents are out in Michigan. I'm in Maine, but calling them, texting them throughout the week, um, being around my girlfriend, my friends, my, my little sister, my roommates, which my little sister is one of my roommates, just making sure I'm around people that really fill me up with, with good energy is one of the biggest things. And then also pursuing things like outside of my work that I really like, whether it's playing some video games or doing this podcast, something that's really going to fill me up has definitely been helpful. The next question is, what's a new hobby you picked up during quarantine? And for that, I would say I didn't necessarily pick up a new hobby during quarantine, but I really started amping up the amount of volume that I was putting into a past hobby of mine, and that is golfing. I've golfed since I was 13, but I'd only go, I think I was 13, but I would only go a few times a year. And this year, I finally invested in some lessons from a from a PGA pro and I started playing basically every single week and uh, really saw some improvement had a ton of fun and it's an awesome sport especially during these times because we were for most of the pandemic when the weather allowed us we were allowed to play because you're outside you're normally not with a ton of people there's plenty of space between you and other players so that was really fun next question is what is your favorite childhood memory and that is a super hard question. I definitely don't have one childhood memory that's my favorite, but I have a couple themes. I would say I loved every single Christmas Eve 
we we had this family tradition like a lot of people who celebrate christmas have where on christmas eve we would all be a family or be as a family we would go to christmas eve mass and then we would go to we called one of our aunts Annie grammy and we would go to her house and a bunch of our family would be there and we would just celebrate with each other and just love each other and then on our way home we would drive through some local neighborhoods look at the lights they would always set up these these bags with candles in them so it's almost i don't i don't, I don't remember what it was supposed to represent but it was just really beautiful you like turned your car lights off and just followed the lights that or the candles that were in these bags so it was I don't know if people know I've done that before or if I explain that well at all, but I really, really like that. And then my family also loves going to Disney. So growing up, had a ton of fun experiences going there with them. What is your favorite part of podcasting? By far, it's connecting with amazing people. It's so fun to connect with people on topics like mental health and vulnerability because they are such vulnerable conversations. You build connections with these people so quickly and relative. I don't want to say easily because it's not easy to share the stuff that I share or that other people who come on the show share. But you just build connections quickly. And um, it's funny. A lot of times I feel more connected to some people that I've interviewed or some people that I've been interviewed by um, than I do some people who like I grew up knowing or I've known for years. It's pretty, pretty bizarre. So that's probably my favorite part of podcasting. It helps to fuel me to continue to put out new episodes. I also, there's so many things to love about it. I love the fact that, you know, I get to share my story and my message and some of the things I've learned and, and help people like that's, that's amazing. Um, but I think the personal one-on-one connection is super, super fun. Another question is, how are you holding up with COVID? What's the best way to stay calm during a crazy time? And I would say with COVID, again, things are, you know, for everybody, things are weird. They're stressful at times, but they're also good at times. You know, I think I'm partially an introvert. So in the beginning of this, when we were kind of holed up in our apartments or our homes for a while, I was kind of doing okay. It was kind of nice to just slow down and not do as much, but you know, of course, as the time went on, that, that became more and more difficult. Um, but I think that I've adapted and I know what I need to do to help my stu- myself stay sane, which is a lot of the stuff that I mentioned earlier, try to be involved in the things that fuel me and bring more life into, into my life, be it being a goofball, playing video games with my roommate or being around people that I love that really fuel me up. Um, those, those have really been helpful with keeping my mood up. And then this, this question is actually specifically asking how to stay calm during a crazy time. I think one big part of that is recognizing that it's okay to have the feelings of not being calm, (laughs) of being overwhelmed or anxious or scared or afraid. Like those are all legitimate feelings that we should be feeling. We should take the time to feel them. And then after we allow ourselves to do that, some of the things that help me stay calm are diaphragmatic breathing, which, you know, just means like deep belly breathing, really taking deep breaths, exhaling longer than you inhale um, is how you really get your vagus nerve activated, which connects like your stomach, your heart and your mind and your brain uh, really can help you calm down. 
meditation, journaling, all these things that we talk a lot about on this podcast are things that I've implemented in basically every single day. Um, not necessarily all of them every single day, but those have been really helpful for <laughs> keeping me sane and helping me stay calm. When is merch coming out? That is a great question. I'm still in the midst of trying to figure that out, but it is something that I want to do. I've been in touch with a graphic designer and I'm working out some details, so I definitely don't have I don't have a time frame yet, but it's something that is for sure on the horizon. Next question is a really really good one. It's do you need a lot of equipment to have a podcast? And the answer is definitely not. If you have a smartphone, you can make a podcast. And if you've been wanting to make a podcast and you've been hesitating because you think you need more equipment, I say just start with your phone. Like the app that I use to upload my podcasts out to the world is called Anchor. A lot of people have probably heard of it, but if you haven't, it's a website slash app where you, you can like record your podcast right on it if you want from your phone and then you just release it on Anchor, and then they do all the distribution for you. They send it out to Apple. They send it out to Spotify. There's some other big players like uh, Breaker and uh, Google Podcasts, and they do all that work for you, which is great. So, And I, I've, I've recorded some podcasts myself just using my phone. If you go back to some of the past Thinking Thursdays from just a few weeks ago, I was recording on my phone because I was in my car, and uh and the sound quality is really good on smartphones these days and again that app will just do all that work for you so if you've been wanting to start a podcast and you're hesitating just start it go download anchor and just do it i have another question what's a quote you live by it was funny i was sitting on my couch earlier this morning and i mentioned this question to my little sister and I was like, huh, I'm going to have to like get prepared and figure out what quote I like to live by. And she was like, well, Tommy, if you can't think of a quote that you live by, then you probably don't live by a quote. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty obvious. But you're right. So I would say there's not a particular quote that I live by. There are a ton of really good quotes out there that I love, but none that I really necessarily keep in my mind all the time. And I think that's OK. Hopefully that's OK. Um, let's see, gotta go through these. Where do you see your brand in five years? Well, I definitely, you know, I, I foresee this podcast continuing to grow. There's been so much good engagement from people and I just love connecting with anybody who's listening, who, who this podcast has been impacting and hearing that they it's been impacting their lives. It's been helpful to them, but also that they're sharing it with other people. That means the world to me. I, in five years, I believe that this podcast will continue to be growing. I, I see strength through vulnerability being a podcast, being basically its own platform, not in the sense of it's being like a social media app or anything like that, but what strength through vulnerability or my website strengththrough.com is already becoming is a place full of media reminding people that vulnerability is a strength that you're not alone that we're really so much more connected than i think sometimes we realize and so i see the amount of content just continuing to grow i see myself getting smarter um and just more experienced and the content just getting better and I see, you know, 
people working with me in the future, which is going to be sweet because right now it's a it's a one-man show, but I'm pumped to be working with other people. So in five years, I think it's going to be exciting. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but it's going to be good. Um, who has been your fave guest? Well, that's a really good question, and I can't say that it's just one. I've had so many amazing guests you know it's really special to have family on so from my dad who's come on a couple times to my sister and then i've had friends come on like madeline schultz lagoo and vincent a lancy is going to be coming on this coming new year i've had one of my best friends cole malazzo come on and then i've also had an nfl tight ends mom who hosts or who is this founder or president rather of a foundation to help with suicide awareness. I've had the number one draft pick in the National Women's Hockey League draft come on the show. There's been so many amazing people. It's really hard to just pin down one favorite for sure. Why did you start your podcast? Well, I started my podcast because as I was going through my experience of of healing, of learning about how to handle my anxiety, how to cope with it in a healthy way, when I found out that I had OCD and was learning more about what that means and and how to how to handle that how to treat that as i continued to heal and learn more I, I found myself in a place where i wanted to help other people but i didn't go to school for social work or psychology or psychiatry so i wasn't really sure how i could do that but i've always believed in the power of story i've grown to believe so very much in the power of vulnerability And so I decided that having wanted to start a podcast, but wasn't really sure what to talk about, I was like, well, shoot, I should probably talk about the thing that impacts me every single day that I'm really passionate about, that I really care about, and use the power of story to share that vulnerability is a strength, that whatever you're going through, you're not alone. And hence, or thus, the Strength Through Vulnerability podcast was born. So been a wild ride, super fun, really glad that I started it. It's been so fulfilling. This next question is a two-parter. The first one is, at what age did you start questioning the toxicity surrounding masculinity? That's a really good question. I would say, man, probably, pretty recently. Uh, Maybe, I was probably 21 or so. When I really started diving into this whole idea of vulnerability and learning what that meant and started learning more about what vulnerability looks like and then kind of thinking about how often vulnerability is seen as a weakness as many of us know and how how vulnerability is portrayed is often the opposite of what we portray real in quotes real men to be doing or how they live their lives right like being stoic and reserved and keeping their feelings to themselves because they don't want to hurt the people around them and and all of that sort of thing. I really, it's really started to open my eyes to the toxicity, the danger of how a lot of men have been raised to behave. And I've just seen from my own life and the amazing people that I've talked to, how by embracing vulnerability, you're, I believe that a, a real man does embrace vulnerability. To be a man means to embrace vulnerability embrace your flaws to to show people that it's okay to not be perfect it's okay to show your emotions because that's how we connect and this life is about relationships it's about 
connecting. So it was probably about 21 years old where I started on that path of kind of seeing that. And now I'm 24 and I'm just continuing to see it more in different ways um, and, and just learn more about toxic masculinity and the role that vulnerability plays in us really living a wholehearted life. So that's the f- answer to the first question. And then the second one is and emotions or the second part is and emotions. So at what age did you start questioning the toxicity surrounding masculinity and emotions? Ooh, okay. I guess that would kind of go along with that, that last part. So around 21 or so is when I went down that path, realized started to see that a lot of times masculinity was associated with hiding those emotions. And I've really, I've always been more of an emotional person and I've always felt things quite a bit, quite a lot, cause I'm, I'm an empath. And so, um, I've just continued to see the power that is in emotions, the power in sharing those emotions and sharing our feelings with each other, especially as men. So, that's my answer to that. Hopefully that was pretty clear. <laughs> um, what is your favorite part of each day? Wow, what a powerful question. Um, man, my favorite part of each day. There's so many good parts of every single day of my life. Like I'm so grateful. I have such a blessed life. But the thing that I often look forward to the most is my cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> you know, like on the weekends, I just have my cup of coffee. And I'm just sitting on the couch with my girlfriend, just relaxing and being present with her. Or during the weekdays, I get up early before work and I have my cup of coffee and I'm reading a book or I'm journaling or I'm working on a speech or podcast ideas or video ideas And I'm just present in whatever it is that I'm doing, putting my whole self into whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, And it's always something that I care about. You know, I get up early enough to, if it's a weekday, to have time to focus on the things that I really care about that I really want to focus on before my work day gets started. Um, Then on the weekends, again, just being with my girlfriend, having that cup of coffee and just relaxing is definitely one of the best parts of each and every single day. So having my cup of coffee. That's, that's my answer. Cause it just creates so much amazing. It just creates a really good environment around that cup of coffee, which is kind of magical and kind of cool. I really appreciate that. Um, what are some of your favorite college memories, man? You know, there aren't many particular days that stick out, but I would say that I went to St. Joseph's College of Maine, first of all, and there's this restaurant slash like common area called Baggett Street, and I used to love just going to Baggett Street later at night, like eight, nine o'clock before they closed, and just getting some like buffalo chicken dip and just playing pool with some guys or or girls, but it was usually guys and just being around good people having good conversation, laughing, and just having fun. That I loved that. And then another thing that sticks out is my time playing pickup basketball there or intramural basketball, just having a blast doing that. Because basketball is for sure one of my favorite things to do in my spare time. So being able to do that um, during my college years with some really good athletes that forced me to get better was, was super fun. 
Do you have a morning routine to start off the day? And if not followed, does your day feel off? Okay, that's a really good question. I would say, you know, I've made a podcast few months back, it was probably back in March or so, about a morning routine. And that involved breathing, meditation, writing in my journal, and then a cold shower. And I still believe in the power of all those things. I would say that not every single morning do I do all of those. And that doesn't necessarily throw my day off. But what I will say is that if I don't get up early enough before work to focus on something that I really care about before my day gets hectic, I feel like I just walked into a day of busyness and I feel like I can never catch up. So for me, it's really important to take some time to journal, read a book, again, have that cup of coffee and just relax a little bit before my day gets started because that helps to really ground me. It helps to get me in the zone of what this day is all about. And it's all about just being in the moment, being in the thing that you're doing right now, um, which is still something that I need work on. So something that I'm not incredibly great at all the time um, meaning I'm not always great at being present but by setting the tone with that cup of coffee and just being in that moment doing whatever I'm doing it really it makes it that much easier to be present throughout the day rather than when you just start your work day it's already busy and hectic because there's always work to do and you're always thinking about what the next thing you have to do is um, that definitely throws me off we're getting to our last couple of questions the second to last question is i just lost it here we go when you watch the sunset is someone else watching the same sun rise (sighs) mind blown i would think the answer is yes and that's pretty darn cool I'm going to think about that the next time that I'm watching the sunset or sunrise, that somebody else on another side of the world is watching the exact opposite of what I am. That's pretty bizarre, pretty wild, pretty cool. I like that. And we've got one final question, and it's a good one. Here we go. Are oranges named oranges because they are orange? Or is orange called orange because oranges are orange? Let me read that again. For it's going to say for you guys, but let me read it again for me because I, I, I'm not sure I completely followed the whole thing. Are oranges named oranges because they are orange? Or is orange called orange because oranges are orange? Wow, this is like... This is one of those questions that has probably been stumping mankind for a long time and I'm definitely not going to be able to answer that one or at least I guess I could answer it but I'm probably not going to get it right I would think I mean let's think about this for a second granted oh Siri just tried talking to me not sure why granted blueberries are called blueberries and not just blue by the way they're kind of purple I would venture to say that oranges were called oranges because they are orange. Because a blueberry was called a blueberry only because they were blue to some crazy person that didn't see that they were actually purple. Okay, they're kind of, they're kind of blue. They're like a bluish purple. But that's my answer. I'm going to say oranges are are called orange. Nope. 
I'm going to say that oranges are called oranges because they are orange. Boom. That was easily, by far, the hardest question of the day. But seriously, everybody, thank anybody who left me a question for this, thank you so much. That was so fun to just rattle off my answers to all of these. I really appreciate you so much. Um, I want to wish all of you who are celebrating Christmas a Merry Christmas Eve. I'm going to be, I'm recording this before going to Florida, but I'm going to be in Florida, so it's going to be nice and warm where I'm at. If it's cold where you are, really wherever you are, stay safe, be it the roads or COVID, whatever, whatever's going on around you. Be safe. Have a great time. I hope that you are surrounded by a ton of loved ones, whether you're celebrating the holiday or not. I hope you're surrounded by some good people. And I hope that you enjoyed the first edition of a Q&A on the strength through vulnerability podcast. You all take care.